Hello, my friends, and welcome to the Deeper Daily Podcast for this 16th day of September. I'm Paul White. Thanks for joining me on the Saturday edition. Saturday, of course, we'll tell you about what's coming up on Sunday. Look for the full-length sermon titled, and it's a question, there's a question mark in this title, Can You Be Sure? This is a message that I preach to our Tuesday evening Bible study group. This happened on the same night that we recorded the little introduction to Ruth, about a 20-minute long video that laid out the context and background of the little book of Ruth. We paused. I started over and preached a message that had been on my heart, something I something I just wanted to release, but um, I really wanted to do it in a setting that was just really comfortable and and, and work through some things that I had been working through. So there's a lot of self-reflection in this message. Well, there's a little bit. The message is not that long, 35 minutes maybe. Um, and there's probably 10 minutes of pure self-reflection right there in the middle. We open with Peter's statement that all of us should make our call and election sure. Well, what does that mean? Well, we work on that for a little while. I share some personal things of what I feel like the Lord is showing me about me. And then I turn it to you, the audience, and I ask, can you be sure? Can you be sure you've heard from God? Can you be sure you're doing what you're supposed to do? I get this question a lot. It's usually in regards to things like, I feel like I should do this, but I'm not really sure it's the Lord. Maybe it's me. So, to land on the right answer, we go to Jesus. You know me. I love to go to Jesus. We go to a Jesus story, and we walk through this scenario, hopefully with new eyes. And I think we answer the question, watching how Jesus does it, we answer the question, can you be sure? And the answer, uh, this is no shocker, you don't need to listen to the sermon to know the answer is yes, but you might need to listen to the sermon to find out how. Can you be sure? It's the sermon you'll see tomorrow if you like video, paulwhiteministries.com or our YouTube page, PWM, if you prefer audio only. You can get it right here, wherever you're listening to the podcast. The sermon, Can You Be Sure, will pop up on your podcast feed in your Paul White Ministries channel sometime early in the morning. Okay. Mark chapter 15, verse 39. So when the centurion who stood opposite him saw that he cried out like this and breathed his last, he said, truly this man was the son of God. Famous moment, centurion at the foot of the cross has what often by most readers has been considered to be a salvation experience of sorts, although that's reading a little more into that verse than is there. We don't have this man making some sort of conversion. Um, I'm not even totally sure we have this man having the revelation that it looks like he's having on the surface. Let me explain. Starting with Centurion. This is a Roman officer responsible for 100 troops. This is probably the centurion responsible for the detachment of soldiers that have just put Jesus to death. He might have been involved in the beating of Jesus, the flogging, the crown of thorns, or at least we can assume 
He was the centurion in charge of what all of his soldiers were doing, and thus he was responsible. In any case, he is at the foot of the cross, well-placed to observe the death of Jesus, and he might have taken it as his responsibility to make sure that Jesus is actually dead, because that's, of course, going to be a part of the cross experience. Mark doesn't deal with the whole... Um, do they break their legs? Is this one really dead? Sick in a spear in there. So that that's saved for the other gospels. That's the rounding out of the passion story that comes in some of the other gospels. But the Greek phrase used here, Mark, it sounds like this in the English, truly this man was the son of God. However, the Greek could actually be translated less uh, less strict, less less definite article. The Greek can be translated a son of God. And if you're looking at something like the New King James Version that likes to capitalize the words that they believed indicated deity, such as son, um, of course, we don't get that in Greek either. There's no capitalization of the letter for for S in the Greek. Um, That's that's more of an English thing. So my my point in saying that is, is because this man's a Roman, and a Roman would not see the phrase Son of God in the terms of Old Testament messianic prophecy. They would have used the phrase Son of God. Also, let me don't get ahead of myself. He, he would not have thought of it in messianic terms. He would not have thought of it in Old Testament, Hebraic terms. He would not have thought of it as the Son in the famous Trinity, Father, Son, Holy Spirit. If he's Roman, and he is because he's a centurion, he, he has the Hellenistic idea of a human being favored by the gods. And that was very Greek. To say this man is a son of God would be to say this is a man favored by the gods. Now, he may have meant that, but his confession is the climactic goal of the mark of Mark's gospel. And that is to fill the book with the Christian message leading you all the way up to the revelation that even a gentile can have that this is the son of God. Remember remember Mark 1:1 1, 1, the beginning of the gospel of Jesus Christ the son of God. The beginning of the gospel record, the beginning of the proclamation of good news of Jesus Christ, the Son of God, then build all the way up to this moment at Mark 15, 39, where a centurion says, truly this man is a Son of God. This is It convinces the centurion that at the least he's say, seeing a human favored by the gods. Why? And that's the great question here. How does the death of Jesus convince this centurion of this? We don't know this answer. Except maybe that Jesus does die so quickly. Mark doesn't bring this out, but of how quickly he died. Well, he does. I mean, he talks about he's up there on the sixth hour and he dies right after the ninth hour. That would have been an unusually fast death. um, That Jesus would die on the cross in only a matter of hours. Sometimes criminals hang on the cross for two to three days, maybe even a week. Jesus is dead in a few hours. That might prompt a secular man to say, wow, this guy's favorite of the gods. 
they took him this quickly. In any case, that he surely this man is the son of God, the son of God, a son of God, is the, is the top of the mountain that Mark's been working all of us towards. We see the women at the foot of the cross, and we talk about why this is important. I'll do that tomorrow. Watch for the sermon, Can You Be Sure? See you tomorrow. God bless.